0: It's your boy J.K. Meta Dance Thursday, so you already know what it is. It's Tackle Thursday with J.K. live on IG. And anytime I'm just on IG, that means I got a special guest, and today's no different. Today, my guest hails from Florida. She got roots in Baltimore. She got roots in New York. She got roots in Cali. She all over. You might know her as a musical artist with music featured on Insecure. You might know her as a director with films on Netflix, YouTube originals. You might know it as the club queen if you out there and be more, right? I know it as Big Cuz, T. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my special guest, TT, T., the artist. There you go. What up, cuz? Hey, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Great. Wow, that was, amazing. I gotta get you to
1: introduce me for
0: everything. Hey, hey cuz, just tell me. Just tell <laughs> me I'm there. I promise you I'm there. Hey. I
1: record that. I need that. Drop that every show. No.
0: Hey, <laughs> definitely. I, I I can do that for you because I can do that though. But how you doing? You doing good?
1: I'm great. I'm great. Good to be here. Feeling good. Live. Wealthy. Healthy.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well well, first I just want to say thank you for taking the time, uh, to 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 come on and bless my podcast. I, I really appreciate it. I don't take your time for granted. I know you are a busy lady. Um, and so I just want to say thank you
1: you're welcome of course we family so you know anytime i got you you gotta hold it down
0: doing nah, things out definitely,
1: here.
0: definitely and I, and I and i appreciate it it means a lot it means a lot right and so man with that being said i just want to give you the opportunity just to introduce yourself uh to, tell the people about you know who you are what you do some of the things you do
1: what's up world my name is tt the artist i am rad the rapper artist director and um you know born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, florida about my creative voice in Baltimore City. Shout out to Baltimore. And now I'm in L.A., you know, pursuing my career in music and filmmaking. And, um, you know, it's been quite, quite a journey. And I'm super excited to just, you know, maybe motivate you guys a little bit tonight and be talking about some great uplifting things to, to, to boost y'all for the rest of the week and weekend.
0: Nah, definitely, definitely. Because, you know, it's it's, it's what's crazy is like... Um, you know, we don't know like what we do. You know, when we're away from home, how what we do away from home like it echoes back home, right? And and being younger than you, everything you was doing was echoing back to the crib, like you know, to Auntie Jennifer, and then Auntie Jennifer to my mom, and then from my mama to my ears, right? And and so, um, you know, every every uh, you know episode, whether I got a guest or not. I, I tackle a topic. And so anytime I have a guest, I try to align the topic with the guest. And so today the topic we tackling is I see bigger, right? And, and just being younger than you and watching you from afar and seeing how you grind it and how you persevere, I was like, cause like really had to have a bigger vision. Like she had to see bigger or see herself bigger than where she was. And so could you talk, you know what I'm saying, about that a little bit? Like how important it was and it is now to, to always dream big and just see yourself being more or bigger than maybe where you might be at that time.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I always tell people, and even now, you know, you know, a lot of times they ask that question, what would you tell your younger self? Mm-hmm. But I think that what people may forget is that you not only dream big, but your dream evolved. As you grow, as you travel, as you meet new people, you learn more about yourself, you learn about the things that you're really passionate about. Like when I was 18, I was like, I want to be a famous rapper. (laughs) Like I just wanted to be the new famous rapper. And you know, I just was like, uh, that kind of changed and pivoted more because even what a rapper was or a hip hop artist was back then was a little different than what it is now. So. Um, For me, the dream evolved into not just rapping, but but then directing, because as an independent artist, music influenced me picking up a camera Mm. and documenting my own music videos. And then from there, local artists started to ask me to direct their films and their movies and their videos. And so I was like, "Hmm, well, I guess this is a new path and direction that's not taking away from the original dream, but it's adding to it. So you want to leave room for more. That's why when we say big picture, what is the big picture? The big picture is once the door is cracked open and you're able to get a little bit of that foot in there, um, you never know what other opportunities and what other doors are going to open up for you. So I think that's what worked for me. And I just, it came from a place of never wanting to be comfortable. You know, I always felt like I put myself in situations in my personal life, and my career life, where I never got too comfortable. And the moment that I did, it was just like, this is not making me happy, so what am I doing? You know, you only got one life to live, so I felt that if I'm not living in a space of happiness, then there's something that I need to tweak and change. And I think we also forget that, you know, it's not what the world does to you is what you do to yourself, is what type of mental things you put yourself in a lot of times and Definitely. sometimes you, sometimes there are situations and environments that you come out of that are hard for you to, um, you know, combat. But I think that that's what becomes your life work. It's your life work, not everyone else is around you. You know what I'm saying? We all have traumas, we all have things that we've gone through as we go from childhood to adulthood and you learn things. So. I think that just knowing that you have to leave that room for learning new things. Always, I'm a student to everything that I do. I never stop learning or educating myself. Um, But you always have to leave that room for growth.
0: Gotcha. And and I want to focus on that right quick. When when you talked about, um, it just, it sounds like, you like focusing on like basically make doing the right things for you, like wanting to be happy. Um, and you know, mental health is huge. Um, and had a, a bad reputation, especially in the, the black and brown, African-American black community. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like, it sounds like it's very important to you to make sure like, yo, I'm in a good space that, that not only is good maybe for my career in my pockets, but it's good for my, 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 my mental space. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, when, Like, how old were you not? You don't got to tell your age or whatnot, but just, like, (laughs) did you get to the point where you were, like, cognizant of that or aware, like, you know what? Like, yeah, I want my career to be, but I got to be good here so I can thrive in these areas.
1: I think it goes back to, again, like, that's something that's kind of in and out, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, There's moments in your life where it's going to feel like the road is smooth and then there's going to be a hill to climb. And I tell people, if the journey was like this, what would you have to work towards, right? Mm -hmm. So the journey really is always gonna be like this no matter what level you are in your career. The key to it is to learn how to master it where it doesn't throw you off your game to the point where you totally throw your hands up and quit. See, the keys to success doesn't necessarily translate to monetary things, right? I believe the keys to success is determined upon how good you feel about yourself and your circumstance. Are you able to live and have a roof over your head? Are you sustainable? Are you doing the things that you need to do to to keep your body healthy and keep your skin clear? Things like that, you know, like, are you putting good things? Are you surrounding yourself with good energy? And so um, that journey, going through those pumps and learning how to go through those hurdles without it totally keeping you down Mm -hmm. is a really big challenge way that I use to navigate to my road and journey to what I feel is success. And of course, it's always evolving. It's always like, well, I did that. And I've always, you know, as a child, been ambitious. And of course, I think that has a lot to do with my mother (laughs) and my father. They were both very, um, you know, multifaceted people and intelligent in different ways. You know, my father was good with electronics. My mother was good with creative administrative like day-to-day operations so it's like i kind of got a melting pot of both of those within me but i just i just wanted something different for myself you know i i really just wanted to live in my purpose and a lot of people are probably right now wondering well what is your purpose and how do you find the purpose and i think Um, You know, if you believe in a higher power, a lot of people may or may not, but I believe God plays a big role in me understanding that the creator created me and these gifts. I feel like everybody is born with a a God-given gift in their own right. It's almost like a birthright, and you might not discover that birthright until you reach certain markers in your life, but it's about tuning into it. It's about understanding like when you see something, when you see opportunity or preparing for something that you want, so when opportunity comes, you're ready to take it on. And so that is, to me, um, kind of how I've handled hurdles. You know, we yeah. all going to go through challenges. That the challenges yeah. don't stop when you become more successful. You know, you start making more money, you get more bills. You know, you got to pay yeah. more
0: people. For sure. So a
1: lot of people have this perception when you start making more money, you know, um, you're living this freely, and you mm-hmm. you are in a some sense but we all have the power and possess the power of wealth consciousness which a lot of people don't realize it's all within us but your real work is digging deep and really understanding well what is the passion and what is the purpose you know what what really makes me happy I always tell people if you want to find out what your purpose is take a notebook piece of paper number at one to ten and write ten things down that you enjoy doing whether it costs money to do or whether it's for free Because out of those 10 things, I guarantee from each of those things, there's a way for you to make money from it. If you like to read books, you can get a job, you know, reading scripts for people and actually making money off of that. Or you can become an author. If you like to eat food, you can start a food blog. You can create your own cookbook recipe. You know, you might be a great chef. So I think just when you think about it, it's a lot of stuff that people like to do that they're already in flow of doing. But once you... Create that awareness, and you connect with that higher power, higher source within yourself. You really tap in a little bit more, and things get a little bit easier. But the challenges will always be there. But it's about how you react to them. You know, Definitely. that's
0: what it is. Definitely, and, and and I and I like you said something like just so powerful. How you know, so many times, and 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 you know, we look at the world and how the world may make you feel like you. Feel, so many times, we don't think we're a success until we get that. Like, like man, i will be successful if I make more money. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. I get that. Well, obviously, mm-hmm. I get this amount. Um, but and that, if you if you get, get peace inside and, and are secure with where you are, um, securing your insecurity, secure in your sense, um, then that's success. And then even when you do uh, gain, you know, more money or or more exposure or whatever it takes, mm-hmm. I experience life. Like life is mm-hmm. something that we all experience, whether we got X amount. Or, or we don't, um, and it's funny that you mentioned your parents, uh, because you're looking from the outside, that's exactly what I take from your parents. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. uh, Uncle Wayne, my boy, i cut it up real quick, dance on you, he's <laughs> no right? So that's, that's, y'all whole family like that, from you, Chris, Jock, Ashley, y'all will cut up a rug in a minute, right? The life mm-hmm. of a party, uh, but then I, I think about how Auntie Jennifer was just always like, I just feel like she, um was, had a vision, like was dreaming big and entrepreneurship and, and mm-hmm. everything. And I just see how it rubbed off and off all of y'all. Right. And so mm-hmm. um that's just I think that's big, man. I even told Auntie Jennifer, um, you know, what I'm saying recently, I think like last year, just like the amazing job I felt like she, she is and has done and you know, and and by that just like instilling great things in you all and just pushing you all. Your point too about like me being an educator, I'm telling kids like Yo, y'all can make money right now. Like, whatever it is, like YouTube and gaming. So, like, I'm not a teacher that'd be like, oh, you got to go to a traditional college and did it. I'm like, no, what, what's your purpose? Right? And so, looking at your journey, you went to Dillard, right? So, you're a Panther. And it was crazy. Like, in our family, if you were going to Dillard or Dillard, it looked like, right?
1: <laughs> right. You
0: went to Dillard, um, which I think is a performing arts school, uh, and did big things, right? And so, from Dillard, you end up going. To the Maryland Institute College of Art, which seems like you kind of knew your purpose in high school or you knew a passion of yours because you went mm. intentionally to an art school. So um, talk about why you chose um, the, the Maryland Institute College of Art. Why did you choose that?
1: What's crazy is I think it kind of chose me because um, even before I went to high school, I was in a magnet school and I was studying French and I was like thinking I was going to go do foreign studies or something like that and then like a week or so before um you know that decision was made i had a, a audition come up and i was actually going to go into acting but i didn't know what a monologue was and back then it wasn't like google now you could just type it in or and i didn't even have the foresight to be like hey mom what's a monologue you know um it was just like I, the words sound too long for me i was yeah, in like eighth grade i was like I don't, I don't even know what that is i only have like uh a week to get a portfolio together so i ended up auditioning for the visual arts program at the high school i went to and i you know i was I was born with the gift to draw and, and create with my hands so that seemed like an easier way in but what was crazy is i was entering high school and kids who have been in the arts since kindergarten magnet programs and they were like amazing so i was here and they were here when i was a freshman and i felt so many times that just the basic fundamental skills but you know, what happened was I saw all the kids that were at the top of the class and I studied them. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, this will be the last semester that <laughs> I'm not winning the competitions or yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. them questions. I made friends with the people that were smarter than me and more talented than me. Mm-hmm. And then they were offering free help, free advice to me. So I actually, out of those kids, was the only one that ended up going to art school. On scholarships and um, you know getting you know the support to go to art school, and so I didn't know anything about the Maryland Institute College of Art. They visited our school, they saw my portfolio, and they were like, you know, you should apply. And when I applied and got accepted, I had a different plan for myself. I was like, I'm gonna stay in Florida and go to school. I was like, I'm I'm staying local. You know, yeah. I just didn't know. I had never been past Alabama or Georgia. So once I got the call. It's funny cause I applied to school in Atlanta and Florida and I didn't get it. I got accepted, but I didn't get the scholarship support in Atlanta, but I got on a wait list in Florida. And I was like, how is that possible?
0: Yeah. So I was
1: kind of forced. I was like, I make a choice. So Baltimore was up. I had never visited Baltimore. I didn't know anything about Baltimore. I didn't even know where it was on the map. So, you know, me and my mom, we flew out there. She'd been to Baltimore. I always say she's been to Baltimore two times to drop me off as a freshman, and to come see me graduate. And <laughs> that was sick. You know because now you think you're talking about you know a mother uh raising four kids and yeah. it, it can get expensive they, it's not like you know a lot of us in, in our communities we don't have the the money and uh trust funds to put our kids through school so um you know it was just like taking it one day at a time but while i was in school i made friends with the cafeteria lady. so by my junior year sophomore year i ain't never had to pay for a now you know, and then I figure out how to work work my way into being a resident, uh, assistant on campus so I have to pay for housing my final year of school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just um once I got to Micah, that's when I really I guess started learning more about myself and my creative path and my voice as a person in general because I think that's what college really is about. It's like you can go to college and not know what you want to do in the long run. It's a social experiment. It's about mm-hmm learning how to socialize socialize with people. And a lot of people that you meet in school, you actually end up building longer relationships. So later down in life, you never know where they're gonna be. Like I have friends who have won Emmys and are writing for Emmy award winning shows, directing Oscar winning films, and we went to school together. Some have started their own schools. So for me, college really helped me tap into the different elements of myself that I didn't have the chance to really explore, but specifically, art school was very instrumental in, in everything that you know i'm doing because i didn't know then that the skills that i was learning i would be applying today so um that's really how i walked into that journey you know and it was I, i'm glad that i did take that path because it just opened more and more doors because leaving florida and then going and experiencing cities like you know new york i had I, the statue of liberty was just something we've seen on television So to actually go to New York and see the Statue of Liberty and then fly overseas and be in Paris, I I was in eighth grade and wanted to go study abroad in Paris, but we had a budget. And then two years ago, I was able to get booked for a show and I ended up in Paris one night and I lived my best life that night. I was like, I'm going to catch this 80 euro Uber just to see the Eiffel Tower. I have to see this just to see the Eiffel Tower. So I was literally in Paris for one night. And so, it just shows you how big the world is, you know. It shows you how big the world is. So, had I not made that move to Baltimore, I went to college, I don't think I would have been as more cultured as I am now.
0: Because mm-hmm. it definitely Absolutely.
1: showed me more of the world.
0: Now, definitely. I think you hit it on the head when you say uh, college is a social experiment. And uh, it's a guy who uh, played in the NFL, Fred Taylor. They got a podcast um, called The Pivot. Uh, and he says exposure leads to expansion, right? mm and, um, sounds like exactly what you're saying and, and it truly um seems like you really understand the power of relationships because it's like hey just because this is the lunch lady look if i get to know them i'm saying how you doing good morning they say "No, they're giving me free food or or like you're saying i'm, I'm getting to know uh, the people in my class and 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 now they're doing great things and you're doing great things and i'm pretty sure you can collab with some people uh and and also I love, you know what I'm saying? Hearing people's stories because it just shows you like where I started and where, where, I, where I'm at. And like you dreaming about wanting to go to Paris, wanting to go to New York. That was a dream you had when you was younger. Um, and sometimes what we dream happened right away. Look at you now, like you said, uh, you was just able to go to Paris and had a show. You didn't just go to Paris, you had mm-hmm. a show. You know what I'm saying? Your dream was just to go, but you had mm-hmm. a show. was so just like God be blessing us beyond measure. Um, and so you know, speaking of New York, right? So speaking of New York, um, I remember, um, I had to go speak to some kids in Baltimore virtually. Um, and I mm-hmm. reached, um, and you told me about how you had an internship, um, for MTV. Um, so how did you, you told me like you didn't have, you weren't living up there, didn't have a job, and mm-hmm. you know, I believe the internship was free, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah, it was unpaid. I made that decision. Yeah,
1: well, you know. When I was in school, there was, you know, you could see emails, they're like, you know, MTV was looking for interns and it was literally like, you know, you go to the mall and you throw that penny in the water. Yeah, yeah. It's just like throwing a penny, you know, you got to throw those pennies out there and make a wish or take your shot. Yeah. So sure. it doesn't matter what your circumstance is, you can figure it out if you want it bad enough. So I, at the time, you know, I, I got accepted into the internship program one summer. It was like my junior year. And, um. I didn't know how I was gonna pay for housing, transportation, none of that. And it just so happened that my roommate had parents that lived in Jersey. And so I would, um, they offered uh, me to stay in their basement. And I had to learn how to live in the real world, understand how to get from Jersey. Cause Jersey's like neighboring to New York. So you can literally catch a train or a bus. So every morning I would catch the I would catch a bus that would take me to Port Authority, which is like a bus station in New York, central bus station right there, lands you in Times Square. And I was working, the internship was in Times Square. And so to kind of fund that, I took a job at a ice cream shop um, in Grand Central, which is a big train station in New York. So I had this weird duality of life where I was Working at uh, you know this like nine to five scooping ice cream, and then the next day I'm in MTV seeing celebrities and stuff. So I had this like weird um, dynamic because I, I felt very um, not human when I was working in that space because of the way a lot of the people would treat you, especially being a person of color, and a lot of you know people who um, you know classism and people who you know maybe making more money they look at you mm-hmm. as less than when you're servicing them. Yeah. at that time so um it, it was a it was a mental a mental challenge to understand even in that environment what was the lesson to be learned and the lesson was for me was well this is not what i want to do this is not how i want to be treated mm-hmm. i think that i can apply myself if i can actually come to do this for someone for eight hours if i could scoop ice cream for eight hours a day and make crepes and salads then maybe if I put mm, 50% of that start out into my own desires and dreams, then maybe I can move into more of a direction that's going to fulfill me. And that's where the shift started to happen. So by the time I went back to college, I knew that's not what I was gonna do when I graduated. You know, I, I would work three jobs or whatever jobs, but my goal was always to find something to balance it out creatively. So if, even if I had a nine to five, I was freelancing in the creative world. So I yeah. might've been doing a photo shoot assistant job for a magazine or, you know, um, doing graphic design and logo designs for clients, my own clients. or working for a magazine company on the side part time, even though that might not have been the highest paid job, um, just getting that real world experience, but also building my own empire at that time. So that's kind of like what that experience is like. And then when I was at MTV, you know, the funniest thing, when I got my evaluation as, as an intern, they said uh, you know, the best thing that I could have done for myself. They said I was a great worker because at one point I tried to network, I didn't even know what networking was, but I met uh I met Sway. Uh, y'all know Sway. Yeah, from yeah, from, yeah. the real the real Sway. Yeah. And um he was eating at lunch and one day I walked over to him, I sat in front of him and I was like, Hi, I'm I'm <laughs> And he was like, "Okay." He's like, "Why is this girl just sitting up, pulling up on me like this?" Yeah. And he was like, "What do you do?" I was like, "Well, I'm an intern, but I want to be a rapper," you know. And he was like, "Oh, they don't want to hear that." And so I was like, I didn't know what that meant, but it, I was late coming back from that lunch, and then I got in trouble because they was like, "Where were you?" We needed you to work the door for this private event. Yeah, I got you, know, you. Cause that's, and um, I was like, "Well, I was downstairs talking to Sway." It was like, "Well." That's not what you're here for. And then from that day forward, the rest of my intern, I showed up on time and I did my, I overdid my job. But what the catch twenty two was when I got my evaluation, they said in the future if I do any more internships, I should work on networking and getting to know people. And I was like, but I tried to get to know. Yeah, people. you right, tried. Yeah. And I was like, little did I know that that was networking. So yeah, that is. It networking is the quintessential part of this world, building organic relationships with people who may be, or may not be in position to help you. Cause if they're not in a position to necessarily actively help you, they may be in position to spread the word to someone who can't mm-hmm. help you. And so once I kind of mastered that understanding, I got it. I understood like, okay, you know, it's good to vocalize with people on, some of the things that you're trying to do mm-hmm. and know how to measure it and know when the right time, you know. Yeah. I I just interviewed Beyonce's mother um mm-hmm. yesterday hey. <laughs> two, two, two days ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And it'll be airing tomorrow actually through um Facebook We the Culture um in, in partnership with Sundance,
0: but Okay, come Um but, bro, know, we can't just blow fire. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Hey,
1: you can't just casually just say yeah, that, you know, that, that, that's a interview. Little, but a little I- teaser, a little teaser for those who are in the live. Make sure y'all tune in tomorrow. It'll be posted. But um, I had a chance to talk to her and her husband. Yeah. On a and and the thing about it is, they were saying so many things in that moment where I could have just been like, you know, I'm this and I do this, you know, yeah. it, and it, you know, I, I restrained myself because you gotta know that the things, it's already done. It's mm. already done.
0: For sure.
1: You can't be thirsty, you can't be like this. You, you have to walk in a way where you know who you are and you mm. know when you open your mouth and how you carry yourself, people are gonna yeah. wanna look deeper into who you are. And For that's sure. the that's something that comes with time and getting comfortable with who you are. Because if, if you haven't gotten to that place to get comfortable with who you are, it's gonna feel like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you also gotta do your own work and keep your shit moving. Even when you feel like other people's boats are moving faster than yours, Mm -hmm. moving in this direction, you got to still row your own boat because that's the people that continue and get to the finish line. Those are the people that that make it to the finish line, because most people are subject to help you when you're helping yourself. And that's the moral of that story. No,
0: no, for sure. I I totally uh, agree. And I think like so many times, you know, we kind of like we feel like we're on the outside Uh, No matter how much success we have, we're still on the outside of some situation, right? Um, And so we like, hey, you know, this is my opportunity. Like, look, I'm about to do. But the fact that you have awareness, right, and discernment to know, like, look, my job right now is to interview uh, Beyonce's mother, right? This is my job. Um, But what I do is going to speak louder. But I just got to execute this job and and, got to do the rest and connect the dots on, you know, future uh relationships or partnerships or or you know what i'm saying projects that y'all can work on down the road um which is a blessing congrats to you and, and so i'm gonna segue into to what uh, <laughs> and so i like i i wanted to make sure i start off by letting people know that like watching live but that's gonna see this on replay like where you started you know what i'm saying now i want to talk about like where you at though like you feel me like what you doing how you killing the game mm-hmm doing your thing, so now we talk about like, you say you started out like artists, drawing, like artwork, that's what I knew growing up, right? Mm-hmm. So we see a lot of athletes in our family that play football, basketball, different things, but we didn't see like a lot of like artists, and mm-hmm. so that's what i because drew the panther for uh, Dilla? Oh, she drew that? It's like, oh, on the drum? Oh, okay, then cut. Like, mm-hmm. So I knew about that, so what inspired you to like be an artist, and what, do you have a favorite piece?
1: Well, you know, like I said, I feel like the actual physical ability to draw something that was hereditary. You know, my daddy doodled and you know, as children, I used to watch that. And um, I knew I wasn't an athlete. (laughs) Like I tried. And I was like, I'm not, this is not what I do, you know. um, I just always felt connected to culture and Mm -hmm. to just art, things, creative. Out the box, I was a very curious little girl. I was a very explorative little girl. You know, I loved Disney films and musicals and stuff like that. So I, um, you know, I felt like that was really the trigger for me. It was like, you know, I had uh, this one painting I did. I thought I was a child prodigy at one point. I did this painting.
0: Yeah. And um, we had that
1: painting for so long. And when I got older, I was in art school, in high school, and I was looking through an art history book and saw the painting that I had painted as a kid, it was Picasso's Girl Before Mirror. And all this time, I thought I was just like genius painter, but it was really, um, we had an assignment where we had to like basically repaint a replica of something. Yeah, like yeah. First, in like first grade, I painted Picasso's Girl Before Mirror. So I would feel like that was one of my favorite pieces ever. I will always remember that piece for some reason. But, um, you know, now with my art, is now translating in different ways where I'm like now working on custom clothing. Yeah. Like one of one of the things that I'm doing right now is designing tour clothes for um one of the top 10 djs in the world steve aoki and you know it's been cool to see how like one seed was planted but then you know other things grew from that and that's mm-hmm. why i say your dream can be big but leaving that room for it to evolve leaving that room for it to go in other places it's like a tree you know when a tree grows up the branches are going to spread out it's not a you've never seen a one branch tree have you nope. even the most even the most burnt down tree you've probably seen never had one branch or run mm. root. Yeah. So um, that's how I look at everything that I touch. It's like, you know, I might've started at this place and then it just continued to grow. And I just left myself open to learning and new experiences. You know, if, if a new experience came, there were many times that I got opportunities that I had never done before. You
0: mm-hmm. know, like my
1: first real job in New York, working for a magazine company was to do magazine spreads. I had yeah. no experience in that.
0: Mm. But
1: it was a good paying job and I said, Well I can do the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I
0: just, I to just get
1: dived in and learn. I was like, if you want to make that money, you're gonna learn. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you if you have the will, it will be done. If you have the will, it's about yeah. having the will to do stuff, the desire. And so if you want better for yourself, it's nobody's responsibility but your own. You can't spend your whole life blaming things on everybody else, even though we all, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, have gone through these different markers in our lives that can cause trauma and give mm-hmm. us a lot of mental health dilemmas and and stuff we some people we deal with that every day. Yeah. So your real life work becomes understanding how to deal with that so that you can expand those branches out. You know, and I I'm just a walking testimony of those yeah. things because I've been, I've seen the bottom. I see the bottom every now and then. And like I said, the journey will never be straight. There is always going to be hurdles, but it's about how can you get through them with grace? How can you get through them and identify? This is just a moment
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: happening. Let me be still. Sometimes when I feel the most pressure, I do nothing. I say nothing. And I just allow myself to think and then I make a move. And that's how it is because your mind will have you spinning if you don't learn how to control and understand and master that. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned in my adult life. I'm 37 now. The biggest thing that I've learned is mastering my thoughts and practicing mindfulness and understanding what you, what you talk is what it becomes. Your thoughts become things that is, I think the biggest improvement in my life. And I see the results every day. And I also know how to correct myself when I am saying things that are not, you know, a reflection of the best way to talk to myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So really being kind to yourself and understanding how to know when to correct your thought pattern so that you can have a better circumstance.
0: Definitely. Um, I mean, like that, that thought, man, the power of the thought is, is just so important because I think like we all hear that voice um, you know, in our minds um, and, and, you know, we all hear it, You know, whether, you know, spiritually say um, You know, I believe like, you know, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a voice maybe from the enemy From the devil, or some people look at Imagine see this voice, but this voice talks loud And it tells you all that you can't do um, But it never tells you The truth and so that's why mm-hmm. i kind of like to yourself like control the thoughts i'm like okay what is it saying is it saying that i can't do it or that mean i can really do it because it wouldn't tell me the truth right so it's just like mm-hmm. countering those thoughts knowing that 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 i can do it um and, and it's so powerful and, and the thing about peace is peace is not the absence of trouble or adversity like peace mm-hmm. is being able to be still and keep your composure even when everything around you is not going well so and it sounds like that's what you've been grew. And got to that point. Like even when I'm up here, even when I'm down here, I still got mm-hmm. that piece. My piece ain't and determined mm-hmm. by how much is going good or how much not going good. So mm-hmm. definitely so shout out to you on that end. And I know I definitely one of my favorite pieces personally that, that I seen you do is the BAPS. The BAPs piece. That Oh was, yeah. I mean, a,
1: you know what that was my favorite kid piece, but yes. I got some new stuff like the back piece, the Halle Berry piece. That 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 was that's, that's one of my favorites. And they can go to my most th- recent I, I went on
0: tttheartist.com, right? Yeah. Yeah. tttheartist.com.
1: I also got blackpopart.com, which is a new space I'm building out. It's like really about celebrating, you know, black culture through the art. So um, I'm a huge fan of pop art. As you can see, I love very colorful things. Yep, yep,
0: vibrant. And
1: so, you know, but during the time where pop art was popping, we didn't really see it reflected. We didn't see a lot of black people reflected mm-hmm. in that movement, you know. And so it's like reclaiming our own history, yeah. our own artifacts, and celebrating yeah. them through pop art.
0: Nah, definitely. So I encourage you, right? I encourage you to go on tttheartist.com and all that dope fashion that she's taking her art and drawing and, and creating on the clothes, it's amazing. And then look at all them, you know what I'm saying, amazing uh, pieces, right? So I love your name too, man. Like you're next, Titi the Artist, because it truly um, embodies everything, right? Because mm-hmm. not only can you draw, but you're into music, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you, you know what I'm saying, when we talk about, no, let me go through the people that you didn't work with. This is just some of the people. <laughs> So these artists didn't work with some like this. Is just some of the people she didn't work with, right? So he didn't work with uh, Rich Boy, Trina, Tiana Taylor. You know, not open up for Wale, Life Jennings, right? J Lo had I said J Lo, Jennifer Lopez has sampled her song, right? So so you didn't have you know you got music featured on a uh, Super Bowl commercial, Insecure, right? Grownish, like so so tell us like about the journey as a as a rapper, as a music
1: artist. Yeah, I mean, like, even some of the first people you mentioned, like, Tiana, like, you know, people don't realize I opened up for her when she came to Baltimore, like, when I was just kicking off my career, Yeah, and, uh, you know, also Trina. Like, these are artists that I shared the stages with. They probably wouldn't even know, but, um, you know, it really was just, I was really, really hungry to express myself. And so, um, you know, when the music stuff started, it was like, it really kicked in after college. Cause I really just was focused when I was in school mm-hmm. on art and just getting out of school. But um, it was really like 2009 where I was like, all right, teach you the artist. I put the artist cause I always wanted to, um, you know, let people know I'm an artist first and foremost. So mm-hmm. you're not going to get nothing conventional over here. I never fit the status quo of the yeah. female rap look. And I was cool with that. Actually I, I learned that that, I learned today that that was just me understanding that my path was different and that I'm on a path to independency. You know, I started my own record label, woman focused record label, club queen records three years ago, this year be four years. And it's a label that I started to really answer to the inequalities that women of color and women experience in this music business, which is male dominated. So it's a movement that, you know, it's woman focused, women led, um, owned by black women, you know, which is very rare that we see record labels that are owned by black women. And Mm -hmm. it's independent, too. So it's like, you know, now we're in a day and age where they are trying to close the gap and bring more equality to opportunities for women. And so you're starting to see more women get in more executive positions at these larger companies and at these more mainstream labels. And so I just learned that maybe I was never meant to just be a signed artist. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. my path was just to actually be my own boss, and, and build up from there and work with artists in different ways. Um, so my musical journey has been, to me, a very diverse one because I know even some mainstream artists who've never been overseas and performed in front of 50,000 to 100,000 people, who've never performed at Coachella and, you know, different music festivals. And so that was just the path that was carved out for me. And mm-hmm. I learned to appreciate those steps. You know, I learned to appreciate those opportunities because as an independent artist, if anybody's in the life right now, shout out to everybody that's been here, um, you know that journey can be one that is very rocky. You know, you, sometimes you don't even know when you're gonna eat, when you're gonna sleep, <laughs> sleeping on couches, trying to get to LA just so that you can meet someone that just might help you get to the next step. So, um, you know, I always tell artists, When that when I work with artists, you know, they come in bright eyed and I never put nobody's fire out ever. I'm like, keep that passion, but understand you got to do the work. Like you are going to be the reason for your success. No manager, no tour, no lawyer, no, no tour agent. No, no, nobody can actually do the work for you, even when you get in the position. So make sure that, you know. When those opportunities come, you're just being diligent and doing your due diligence and educating yourself, not just as an artist, but on the business of your industry. That is how I empowered myself and give myself leverage and power because I can read a contract and I can know if a lawyer is getting over me or a person who's sending me the contract is getting over me. I took the time out to buy these books on Amazon, iBooks. You can get a whole book about how to have a music career or start a record label for $3 now in, in, mm-hmm. your, in your phone. So... I always tell people because a lot of people dm me, me and they ask me how can i get my music out there more how can i get my film to netflix and you know I, I it took me 10 15 years to even get to that place yeah but that's because i didn't really have nobody to just tell me well girl just pick up a book or girl just keep it was organic for me i i had i had the hunger but everybody don't got that same drive so if you're not a person that's going to be out there talking to a bunch of people. You could be in your home on YouTube or on Google. Everything you ask me is on Google, and that's how I learn. And people, yeah. people, I'm not being funny when I say that, it's just that I really just got tired of asking people questions and nobody giving me any answers. So I just did my own research, and you know, now it's just opened up more doors for me. But I think it's important that this journey has just been a long, long, long journey, and it's still going. I'm still working. Yeah. I'm still
0: here. <laughs> That's, that's why I like, like I say, man, I love hearing people, you know, what I'm saying stories and, and like you my family. So I'm I'm not knowing every detail, but seeing your journey, knowing that it's no quitting. Like, I don't care how many knows because then her, She ain't going to never quit. And I'm glad that you said that it took you 10, 15 years. Right. To to get uh, Dark City Beneath the Beat on Netflix, like to get to that point, because we see people see you and they, they, they see you now. Right, but they don't know how you what you had to do. Like you said, the couches you had to sleep on, the nights you had to go without food, how you had to go promote your own album, how you had to promote your own music. You had to, you know, really, literally get it out in the mud. And and like you said, which is which is so powerful. I'm learning from my wife. My wife is a, a, a like she, she's a self-educator. Like whatever she want to know, she gonna research me. I'm like, okay, I got a little bit. Oh, let's go. I learn on the way. And so she just mm-hmm. told me yesterday. She was like, I think we really balance each other like that. And, and what you're saying is like, yo, I got this dream. I'm trying to go to this next level. Um, let me do some education, self-educate myself. And the thing about it, like you said, organically is that it's purpose in you to do what you're doing. You don't care, you don't care how long it may take. You're going to do it because it's in you. And I think sometimes we put clocks on our purpose. And it's like, yo, if it's your purpose, you're going to do it organically. Like, you don't got to put no time in. You know, if this don't happen in two years, I'm done. Like, nah, bro, it could happen, in, it could happen tomorrow or it can happen in 20 years, but are you in it for the right we- reasons? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. definitely salute to you on that and all the music, you know what I'm saying, that you're doing. I definitely want to, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, respect your time and transition to your director. You've been a director, right? You love being in front of the camera, but you also, you know, doing your thing as a director. Um, we talked about Dark City Beneath the Beat. Um, like, talk about that a little bit, and then also talk about your YouTube original, um, you know, Noted, but Alicia Keys, an untold story. So if you could talk about those... I know you directed so much more, but if you talk about Mm those- uh... Yeah.
1: So, um, just, you know, when I first got into film directing, like I said, music walked me into that door when I started doing my own music videos. And then Dark City Beneath the Beat was a passion project that I just, you know, I hadn't had any film experience as far as educationally going to school for filmmaking, but I just was like, man, I done did music videos, like maybe I can do a film, a documentary about something that influenced my work. so. Baltimore club music and the community in Baltimore was um, a big reason why I became the club queen or the, you know, was able to, to have a successful career on club music because I, I learned that when I was there and, I, and traveling through the world. So it was important for me to show Baltimore in a positive light. And the film can be seen on Netflix currently, um, Dark City Beneath the Beat. And it's a musical doc about the Baltimore club music and dance culture. And so it's just so much greatness coming out of that film because it's actually bringing resources back to the city. It's putting a positive light on the good work and the hidden heroes in the community of Baltimore that are actually out there every day, living, working hard, trying to, you know, make a better life for themselves. Um, And that kind of connected me through so many ways um the music led me to film and it also led me to you know doing getting music on television and film so that's how i met isa ray and um now i'm currently managed under her color creative brand where we're developing you know i'm developing my next project but um through that you know i was able to meet alicia keys i don't know how that happened it was just the universe i had an email from an email that i do not even check no more it was like a three-day-old email about an, an, an inquiry about me directing something for Alicia. So now that was a hard thing. You know, like that was the biggest artist I ever worked with thus far as far as profile. I'm talking multi-Grammy winning artists and i had like five interviews and it was just very nerve-wracking and so many, i didn't know if i was going to get it because you know she could have picked anybody you know she could have picked any big name director in hollywood you know but uh she must have saw something in me to trust me with her art and her vision and we worked together it was very collaborative and um it's out now on youtube it's called noted at least keys the untold stories it's four episodes and then if you have youtube premium there's a bonus episode that actually shows the makings of the series and Mm. so I would say that probably was a big moment like one of my biggest moments last year and it really opened a lot of doors up you know again going back to building those organic relationships you know Mm. now I have that organic relationship with Alicia you know what I'm saying and it's like who knows what can come out of that and so Mm -hmm. I'm always in my mind in my mind I have a vision of what I would like to happen but i don't even limit myself on what could happen you know Mm -hmm. my mind could be thinking smaller than the reality of Yeah, yeah so um yeah i would say directing has opened the doors in so many ways and it's also helped me connect a lot of the things that i enjoy doing like music and art because i get to use all those skills when i'm putting together a film or when i'm you know creatively diving in and having to problem solve i get to really tap in the things that, you know, I've been doing for years and just yeah. put it all together and it's like one project or a film, so it's been, it's been a pretty cool journey. I'm excited about where it goes.
0: Definitely, and, and so like, so I get excited because when when I'm watching Insecure and I hear your song, right, I, I sent you the clip with, with my daughter, um, Jayla just like turning up to the to, song. I'm mm-hmm. like, so we were just like, come on. I was like, oh, that's cuz, you know, she going crazy, you know I mean? So <laughs> uh and, and why, i get those all the
1: time
0: you said what
1: i get those messages all the time yeah. I, was the show I heard you. yeah that's why i call myself the queen of spinks because i'm like i'm in there i'm trying yeah. to
0: get in out get on all the shows for real and so it, it brings excitement um, to watch things like that, to watch insecure, to watch Rowan and Short, or to watch the Super Bowl commercial and hear him. He's like, "How does that make you feel?" Like when you like watching the TV show. Oh, that my son! I seen the clip you were dancing to the other. You know what I'm saying? A couple of weeks ago. Like, how does that make you feel when you see that?
1: Well, the first thing I think is
0: ching ching. Hey. <laughs> <Another chance. laughs> Let's go get that money. But, uh, you. But, um, it makes me feel like you
1: know, there's something that I'm good at. And this is just one of many, but this is something I'm really good at and I want to see what more I can do with it. So now I'm thinking about, you know, pushing more of me doing sound composing for feature film soundtracks, you know, why, why stop at just getting one or two songs in a TV show? Why not executive produce a whole movie film score or a soundtrack? So a lot of people don't know I also produce and make beats and stuff. And so that's also on my to-do list you know it's like now my narrative is, again going back to that big dream now it's becoming bigger where it's like we're not just talking about one song here and there we're not talking about creating the whole sound experience for a movie you might see in a theater or or a series you might see or music
0: supervision yeah so
1: um that's kind of like where all that is now evolving to you know it's just like one thing influences the other
0: not definitely. Um, so, like I say, man, you're you, you killing the game. Congrats on all of that. Uh, and I definitely, like I said, I want to respect your time. I know you got an early flight in the morning. Um, yep, so-
1: back to LA. I mean, am right now, so it's
0: been so cold. I you're about to go back to uh, shorts. You know what, shorts?
1: Yeah, I'm going back to the sunny town of LA. I where got the palm you. trees are tall. Nah. Shout out to everybody that tuned in. I saw a lot of people shouting out I was laughing on the inside
0: Child yeah. out I see a lot of family in the room definitely what you up yeah, you definitely got the podcast jumping today I appreciate y'all for getting on and, <laughs> and supporting TT the Artist man definitely um, and, and definitely go follow her go to tttheartist.com uh, um, and I'm going to make sure I give her time at the end to just tell you where you can go find her um, Lastly, last question I just want to know like, what's next like what projects you got whether as an artist, director, um, you know, with the record label, which shout out to you, salute for doing that, man. Just you know, mm-hmm. seeing that it's an issue that in the in the you know music game, and not not saying to yourself, man, I made it, I'm good. But to say, hey, uh, um, you know, what I'm saying, I'm gonna lift as I climb and open the doors for other women that look like you. So salute to you on that. So yeah. So what's next for you? Um.
1: What's next right now? I just shot my first short film that I wrote and directed, and uh, so we're going to be. It's called Ebony Eight. It's a black sci-fi comedy musical. It'll be hitting the film festivals this year, sponsored by Google. So shout out to Google for believing in me as an artist, um, and just definitely more getting into the feature film space. I would love to see my my films go into the theaters, you know, and um, again, just like put the light on narratives that we don't always get to see, and and art that we don't always get to see in the big, you know, picture of things. Um, Music-wise, we're getting ready to drop the next Club Queen Records compilation, which is a collaborative project where we focus on putting women together to work together, more women, more power. And um, you can stream CQ1 and CQ2 on Spotify. Those numbers are going up as we speak. That was up. Um, We're going to be dropping that for March, uh, Women's History Month. Um, And, you know, I'm just going to continue to try to live my best life, keep it positive, you know, send positive vibes out to everyone. Um, It's just, you know, great to have the support of, you know, everyone. And, you know, hopefully one day we'll be ringing in a
0: million, both of us. Hey. (laughs) Hey, I I, I receive that for real. I receive that, and I definitely... Uh, I mean, I'm just proud, man. I'm a, I'm a proud little cousin. Uh, you know, and I, you know, so many, you know, our family members just, you know, doing great things and inspiring us and impacting us um, and paving the way. And we and we all, you know, proud of you. Um, and so I, like, that's what Thank I mean. you. I, yeah, it means a lot for, for you to be able to, you know, just come on and uh, bless the podcast. And I know, I know I was blessed by things you said, so I know like fellow artists, people in general, blessed by the things you said. And and I definitely want to just give you the last words, the last words. You know, want to leave words of encouragement. Definitely tell the people where they could follow you. Um, your, all your you know your tags and everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to give you the last. Y'all can
1: definitely follow me at T.T. the Artist on all platforms, Facebook. If you can't find
0: me, you can Google T.T. the Artist.
1: My website it leads you to all the right paths. Um, my last thoughts of the day is just, um, keep dreaming, keep doing, continue to bless others, um, and, and, and take care of yourself and be kind to yourself. You know, you, you, that's the most important thing. Take care of yourself because you can't service others if you're not servicing yourself so you are like a vessel you're like water you're like you know if you are a a light in the room a lot of things are going to gravitate towards you and so your life becomes about being strong enough to handle those things so you got to make sure that you're replenishing yourself and making sure that you're doing right by yourself so that you can have the mental capacity to deal with everything else and remember to set your mornings i think the mornings are the most important parts of the day whether you pray, meditate, um, read a book, uh, drink some coffee, but take time out for yourself. You might even be with a loved one, like take time out for yourself to set your morning because that's that's really important. And that I think is what really works for me. So keep it positive, keep the vibes out there. Thank you for everybody that tuned in. Shout out to my cousin. I'm proud of you. So anytime you need me, I'm a phone call away.
0: Hey, now I appreciate you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Uh, appreciate everybody that jumped on and, and watched, man. I hope y'all enjoyed uh, this great video, um, the great podcast episode with T.T., the artist doing great things. She got hey. a- with Beyonce hey. dropping tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. Beyonce.
1: Tune in. We the culture Facebook. I got a chance to talk to Miss Tina Knowles. That was definitely a bucket list thing for me.
0: I'm one step closer to Queen B. You feel me? Like, one, <laughs> eight, there's one call away. Cuz you went all the away. Away. my Virgo Hey, gu- mm-hmm. hey, keep on the great work, though, man. Hey, everybody, continue to wake up, striving to win on purpose, be intentional about winning, man. And y'all have a blessed day, safe travels, cuz I love you. Thank, Thank
1: you. you, love you too. All right, now peace.
0: Yeah.